Welcome to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. This is a place where driven, determined coaches learn how to get off the business growth struggle bus and learn how to build a wildly profitable online coaching business. I'm your host, Allison Henderson, corporate dropout to six-figure social media business coach. I'm going to show you how I've been able to create the business of my dreams organically all through utilizing my social media platforms. So pull up a seat, take some notes, and get ready to see your life in bank account transform. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. I love this interview so much I just had with Victoria Charlotte. I absolutely love her philosophy around launching and stopping the overwhelming cycle that leads to burnout and exhaustion. I asked her questions around how to stop the overwhelm when you are in a launch, What do you do when you feel you've had a flopped launch? What beliefs or mindset shifts do you need to make in order to mentally not downward spiral? And so, so much more. So if you're wondering, who is Victoria Charlotte? So Victoria is a mindset mentor and a business mentor. She has over five years of experience in the industry. And she has developed a unique method of bridging launch strategy and a solid mindset to help her clients achieve success on their terms. She combines her expertise in both fields to help her clients achieve effective businesses that are so aligned with her clients' unique strengths and abilities. So without further ado, here is my interview with Victoria Charlotte. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Ambitious Coach Podcast. Today, I have a very special guest. I'm like super fangirling here today. Her name is Victoria Charlotte. She is a business coach and a mentor. And I've been following her for a while now. I've listened to some of her masterclasses. She's just... I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Um, So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Alison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, I would love for you to start with telling the audience your story and how you got to where you are today. Yeah. Um, Originally, I actually started in like the online space doing network marketing. Um, I mean, years ago. I can't even remember what it was, to be honest. Like a a multi-level marketing sort of network marketing? Yeah. Yeah. I think we all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. That was like my first, the, my first thing. And I didn't stay in it for long, to be honest, but I actually, I love, there was a lot of aspects of it that I loved in terms of, um, I loved the kind of the community. I loved the mindset work that people were doing and it introduced me to the online space, to be honest, you know, like in terms of working in the online space and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I started off with that and then I kind of got into, I wanted to step away from that because it, you know, it was just, it still felt very, it still felt very limiting to me. Um, and what I got the taste of was, being completely limitless, right? And complete, you know, being able to just do whatever, whenever, you know, um, selling whatever. us the dream, right? The freedom, yes. the freedom based life. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like I'm such, you know, I I've got so many different as as all of us entrepreneurs do, like I've got so many different interests and being able to like work in this space where you can uh, do a bit of this, do a bit of that. Like that sounded just amazing to me. Um, so I then jumped into being a VA, um, which kind of started, it, it was amazing. I worked with so many different people, but, um, it really introduced me into what launching was, um, what launching and selling, um, online services look like. And, 
also what came along with that was all of the um, difficulties that people had with launching and selling in the online space. Um, And I kind of, it kind of got me, I didn't, I didn't find it difficult in the sense of um, it wasn't something that felt really overwhelming for me in like launching and things like that. Um, So I kind of went on this, a, a bit of a mission to figure out why do so many, many people struggle with this? Like, what is, what is it that people are finding overwhelming? Um, like I, I felt like there was this missing piece going on and yeah, I went on to this deep dive journey. I started learning a lot about things like human design, um, and being able to, you know, have more of a personalized approach to launching, um, which just set me on this big path of figuring out that actually what was happening in the online space was so many people were just being given this one size fits all strategy that actually has uh, so many different um, limitations to it that was actually making people feel overwhelmed, exhausted, uh, and all of these things in launching. Um, I'll never do this again. Like, I'm so tired. I can't believe I have to do this again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I still hear it all the time now when you, when, when people talk about launching, it's, it's always like launch overwhelm, launch burnout, like launch exhaustion. Like it's always this negative, um, association with launching and actually launching in my world is extremely fun. It's easy. It's something that you are so excited to show up for because it's done in a way that's not this one, you know, it's not this one size fits all strategy. And also when you're able to work on the mindset shifts that, that come with launching, um, it, I mean, it's just so, it's so easy. It's so easy when you can actually see what's blocking you and then be able to move through that. So yeah, that's that's kind of how I got to where I am now. It's been many years of <laughs> researching different ways that um, felt felt really unique to each person that I worked with, and was able to kind of draw out people's unique strengths and abilities, and then launch in a way that felt really really good to them. Mm. This, I feel like so many new entrepreneurs struggle with just like, well, number one, like how, how all this all works, but like when you're in the middle of it and you are starting to feel overwhelmed and burnt out, like like, what's that next step to take? So, yeah, I mean, so when you're already in a launch, do you mean, or when you're just in... Well, yeah. they, they're going to have those, I guess, thoughts about the launch. Like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to launch this masterclass or I'm going to do a group program or even just, you know, like do my one-on-one offers. It's like, all right, I'm like yeah. in the I'm in the trenches now, can't give yeah. up, but I'm like exhausted and I'm overwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. what do I do? So I, the first thing that I would do is try and step back a bit, come inwards and look at what is feeling overwhelming what is feeling exhausting? Like 
even if, if and it looks different for different people for me i'm a voice i le- i like to voice note things so i'll open the notes app on my phone and i'll just chat away to myself <laughs> um so it could be that it could be writing something down it could be like a you know writing in a journal but what i would do is look at what's actually coming up for me right now overwhelm okay what's feeling overwhelming like actually get into the nitty gritty. What's feeling overwhelming? Is it showing up every day? Is it talking about my offer? Is it, you know, is it because I feel like people aren't joining my offer or that people aren't, you know, I'm posting content maybe, and it doesn't feel like anyone's seeing it. Get specific with yourself of what's actually feeling overwhelming or exhausting or whatever emotion it is that's coming up for you. And then get curious about it. Like what? So let's say use the example of, um, you know, talking, you know, you're feeling really overwhelmed with talking about your offer every day because it feels like nobody's listening. So if we were to go with that example, I would then think, okay, why is that feeling overwhelming for me? Like what's, what makes me feel overwhelmed about showing up even if nobody is listening? And then you might think, oh, okay, well, actually it's because I feel embarrassed that I'm talking about it and nobody's coming, you know, nobody's maybe coming into the offer. And then I would look at, okay, but why does that feel embarrassing? That's ego. Feeling embarrassed is your ego coming up. There is no room for ego in business. It comes up for everyone, but when you're able to clock it and realize, actually, that's just my ego speaking, that's all this is. And I just need to clock it and realize that actually, who cares if nobody's listening? I'm excited about this, but I I created it because I'm excited about it. And, you know, I'm going to keep talking about it anyway, because I'm so excited. And if, you know, in a couple of days, someone might finally hear me and come and join. And if I have one person that comes in and joins, like, hallelujah, what a transformation I'm going to give to that one person. I'm going to give them everything because I'm so excited. I am so in my um, excitement about this thing that I've created, whatever that is, masterclass, a group program, a one-to-one, anything. Um, And then other times it could be that there's small shifts that need to happen not just mindset shifts, things like maybe there is something in your process that does feel overwhelming. Like for example, maybe you're doing sales calls and for you, sales calls just might be something that actually feels really heavy. It feels really exhausting and it might not be for you. So once we're able to kind of map that out and get find out those kind of fine finer details and get curious about what we're actually feeling and say that that is the thing, like this is feeling like it's draining all of my energy getting on a sales call. Okay, maybe we can try and shift that a little bit and let's put in a um, an application process. So instead of doing sales calls, someone's just filling in an application process. We get the information that we would get on a sales call and we can say yes or no to that person or, you know, get a bit more information, then maybe jump on a call after we've had a bit of information and we can then half what the, half the call time, do you know, you know, there's like little changes, little tweaks that we could make. So if that's how you're feeling, if you're in the trenches of it, that I would a hundred percent, that's the first thing I would recommend you doing is just actually get curious about what you're feeling and why you're feeling it. 
And when we start doing a little bit of digging, it's usually something, it's either usually a very small mindset tweak that we just need to clock and then, you know, shift slightly, just start telling yourself a new narrative, or there's a tiny tweak that we could make to the strategy or the process to make things feel a little bit less heavy on you or a little less exhausting. I think there's a, sometimes people come into the coaching world or whatever business, realistically, you start this new business and you think, oh, I can just work an hour a day and I'm going to build this like mega million dollar business. Yeah, I know you like are out there. You kind of claim like I have two kids and I actually don't work like for, I'm out of working 40 hours a week here, babe. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I'd love for you to like explain how are you getting all this stuff done? Like in a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. With also having, you know, being a wife and a mom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just knowing where to prioritize my energy, first of all. Um, And also just being able to... Something that was very important for me was clocking where I was getting entitled. So where I was feeling like I deserved something without putting the effort in. So... For example, when we're looking, when we, when we are super busy and we've got kids and I mean, anyone with kids knows it's a whole different ball game (laughs) with your time and everything. It's exhausting. Like I get that. Um, but that, but we still are trying to serve other people. Right. And what comes with that is kind of being able to recognize that there's another human being on the other side that we need to build trust with, we need to build a relationship with so that they can feel safe to invest in us. Um, And so that's really, that's a really important part that we need to do, right? Is clock entitlement and be able to spend the time that we need to build trust with our audience. So in terms of doing that with a short amount of time, it's looking at where do I need to prioritize and priority, like your priority should always be in building trust and credibility. So that looks different for different people. It could look like creating content for the day or for the week, you know, however you do it. Uh, I personally do it daily most of the time rather than I'm not a batch content person, but you know, whatever it looks like for you. Um, it could be, um, you know, spending time doing a podcast. It could be spending time reaching out to your community and having conversations. So it's going to look different for everyone, but it's finding what your priorities are and having those as non-negotiables. So I've got one hour to work today. What is my non-negotiable? And that should always be something that's building trust with your audience, building credibility or selling your services. Um, And it can, I mean, it can be super simple. I think a lot of the time we overcomplicate it. Um, And I think the main reason for that we overcomplicate it is because, uh, well, a couple of reasons, but one being that we tell ourselves it has to be complicated in in order to have the success that everybody else seems to be having, right? To have crazy success, it's got to be hard. Like that's the only way we can logically like make it make sense. (laughs) Um, Take the logic out of it. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Make it really simple. So for example, if you've got a small amount of time, um, you can still sell every day. 
just put together some sales slides, save them on your phone and re- like post them. You, you know, your sales pitch can be reposted over and over and over again. You don't have to reinvent the wheel every single time. You know, um, in fact, it works better to keep having that same message to keep repeating to people because people need to see it more than once. Um, you know, creating content doesn't have to be this big complicated thing. You don't have to get all dressed up and film a real dancing. If you don't, if you don't have the time for it, don't do that. Film a video of you in your kitchen, making a cup of tea, (laughs) something that you're already doing, put some value on there and post it. Um, so yeah, I think in terms of for when you're struggling with time and I get it when I first, when I first quit my job, I had one morning a week to work, like one morning from nine until, uh, 12 PM. I had a nanny come and I had that time to, to work on my business. That was it. Um, so I do get that how difficult it can be, but it's literally finding what your priorities are and then have those as non-negotiables. Like I'm going to post, for example, I'm going to sell every single day. I'm going to post my sales slides, make that a non-negotiable. It takes five minutes, post it, do it, done. Um, but yeah, like I say, that will, it will look different to everyone, but it should always be rooted in how can I build trust and credibility, um, for my audience. I love that. People ask me this question all the time. And because you're a launch expert, I'd love to ask you, how long should a launch actually be? There is no set time. There is no set time at all. Um, so it, I, what I would suggest for this is first of all, playing around with it. Um, for me, I always say launching is an experiment, you know, try something if it doesn't work or if it didn't feel great. Okay. Do it again and change it up a little bit. Like it's just an experiment keep trying, keep doing different ways and see what fits for you. Um, and all, the other thing that I would look at is, you know, there's obviously sometimes if you've got a newer audience or you're speaking on a topic that you're not currently known for, or have got a lot of authority in, then I wouldn't necessarily say that your launch period needs to be longer, but I would spend more time building that authority before launching or go ahead with your launch, but have a bit of a longer launch period so that you can build the authority as you go. Um, but I, I, there is no set time. Like I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen people who have had launch periods that are like three, four, even five months. Um, and then we've also had launch periods that are a week long. You know, we decide to make, we decide to create an offer, the next day we put it out and we close cart five days later, done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's, and it's worked really well. It's been really successful. So it, it, it literally does not matter. It's finding what works for you. Um, it's finding what feels, um, good for you. Like if you're going into the launch, if you're doing like four or five month launch periods every single time, you know, if it feels good, great. But what I would say is making sure that, that you're, you know, you've got other stuff going on still in your business. Like you're not, um, having to wait for five months to then sell something, um, and then keep repeating that throughout the year type thing. Um, but yeah, there is no set time, have fun with it, experiment, see what, see what feels good. 
And how many offers are you launching within a year? Like, do you kind of give yourself some space between launches? Um, I mean, for me, no. For a lot of my clients, no. Um, a, a lot of the time we have, we're launching something and we kind of almost go straight into another launch. Sometimes we've got two things going on at once. Um, what I would say is in terms of that is if you, again, if you've got like a newer audience or you're still building that credibility or authority with, with your, um, audience, then that's when I would then focus on one thing at first, um, purely for the fact of learn to master that, like get the articulation because your articulation around an offer will change and evolve as you grow, as you grow, um, and as you develop. But I would spend a little bit of time in your beginning days of like really honing in on an offer or, you know, a couple of offers and really get that articulation to where you want it to be. Work on how you talk about your offer, how you message your offer, um, what's landing with your audience and do some research on that. Get curious about what works and what doesn't work for your audience then once you've kind of done that and that feels good to you, then the world's your oyster. I would, <laughs> yeah. I would say you can do as many offers as you like, um, and you'll be able to. See, you you can you can see you can tell when your audience is kind of ready for it. You know, like when you're starting to make those really consistent sales and people are really starting to get excited about like when's the next thing coming out. You can feel that energy, and that's when it's time you can start like really expanding. Um, but yeah, and you can do it any time, but I would just say in the beginning days, me personally, I would spend more time honing in on one, one or two things to make sure that you're kind of mastering that, um, articulation and how you market it. Yeah. How do you coach someone through a flopped launch? Yeah. So <laughs> every coach, I, I always want to normalize this. Cause like every coach mm -hmm. has had a flopped launch and I think yep. so many new coaches come into this space thinking my first launch, I'm going to get like 50 people to sign up. And then like, you know, they yeah. get maybe five and they're like, that was horrible. I'm like, oh my God, first off, five people is actually a great launch. But like, uh -huh. you know, people just get so like wrapped up around the numbers. And I'm always mm -hmm. like, can we just normalize that it's okay to not have hundreds of people in your first launch? <laughs> yes. A hundred percent. And even on your fifth, sixth, sixth, yeah. launch, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so what I would say is, first of all, have if, if first of all, if you're going into a negative headspace saying I've had a failed launch or something like that, again, that comes from um, and, and I say this with love, just FYI, but it's it comes from entitlement energy. So it's and it's so easy to get into that in the online space because you're seeing other people have these amazing results all of the time, which is amazing, but it's it it does pull us, it can very easily pull us into entitlement energy to think, well, I, I should be able to get that too. Or, well, I've been doing all of these things. So why haven't I got those results? Um, and that's entitlement. It's low frequency. And 
what I would say to someone is, first of all, if you get one person in your offer, like what we have to keep front of mind always is that is a human being that has trusted to invest in you. And that is so special. Like that is unbelievably special. And that should never go uncelebrated. It's amazing. It's okay to want more. It's always okay to want more. Like us as entrepreneurs always want more, right? <laughs> We're never going to, or I'm never going to say. I don't never want- satisfied <laughs> energy all the time. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> and that's okay to want more, but it's very important to remember that these, this is human beings. Like with the, as soon as you start looking at your audience as a number, instead of the fact that someone has trusted to invest in you, you need to pull back you need to get back into the mind, you know, give yourself a little talk down of actually, this is amazing. Like I cannot take for granted that I have had this result. Um, And then we can look at, like once you've checked yourself on the energy behind it and the mindset behind it, then we can look at, okay, so next time we want more people, perfect. What do we do? If your launch hasn't done as well as you wanted it to do, there's a couple things that I would look at. Either your audience needs more, um, needs more, uh, uh, sorry, well, I'm blanking on the word. Like more <laughs> nurturing more or something? More information. Yeah, like okay, they need okay. more information on what the value of your offer is or there's something in the offer that's confusing. Maybe there's a piece of information that they need before the offer. Um, you know, for, for example, like for example, if I was to do a course on human design, maybe there's people in my audience that don't even know, that don't know what human design is. So there's a, there's a, um, a space there that I could use content to educate on what actually is human design and why should you care about it? and then sell my course on human design. So there could be something like that missing um, or potentially it's just that the trust isn't there yet with the audience. And that's that's fine. That comes with time. We just keep on, you know, keep on showing um, um, our knowledge. We keep on embodying what we're offering and eventually trust is built with time um, and through giving that value. So there's a few things that you can can look at, but the first piece is always the mindset piece of actually let's not forget that this is a human being. And if one person has bought, that's so freaking amazing. If no one has bought, great. You learned how to show up for a launch and continue showing up even when you weren't getting the result, even when you weren't getting the external validation. That is a skill in itself. Like that skill will do wonders for your business. Um, and I think there is a lot of the time this, um, misconception that once you get to a certain level, you don't have flopped launches anymore or launches that don't go as, as well as you had planned. That's not the case. I literally have worked on launches with people who have been in business for years, who are making millions and millions, and they still have launches every now and again that don't do as well as they had thought. And that's okay. But the difference is, is e- they, they, they have built the skill of knowing how to show up even when it's not going to plan and how to continue to still 
come in and not let it shake their entire business or make them think, oh, there's something wrong with my offer. I'm, I have to change it. Or there's something wrong with what I'm doing. They don't take it personally. Yeah. And Nobody that's likes big... me. No one wanted yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And building on those skills, will that will be what makes your business sustainable long-term, not a quick quick win in your launch now. That will do nothing for you long-term. Like if your first launch goes really well, like congratulations, amazing, well done, but that's not going to carry your business five, six years down the line. What carries you is being able to build on these skills of showing up even when it doesn't go well, or being able to still hold the energy when things seem like they're not going how you wanted it to, or when you're not making the sale and still being able to show up for your audience anyway, that's what carries your business long-term. And I know for a fact, like, and I've had people literally sign up for group programs, like while I'm like starting the call, like things could happen so fast oh, because oh my gosh, sell through the finish line, keep going. Yeah. You never know yeah. when that, that person's like, you know what? I'm having some FOMO. I'm just going to do it. Like, I'm just going to do yeah. it. And so I always 100%. tell people, I'm like, you would be surprised how many people actually sign up the day of or the day before or literally like that night. It's like, oh, it closes yeah. at midnight and it's like 1159 and someone's like signing up. Yeah. So yeah. I'm always like, please just keep selling. You just never know Until when the someone's very last just, minute. Yeah. Oh, and then I would still keep selling it. I would still keep selling it after. Like even yeah. if doors, so you could either keep doors, for example, let's say it's a group program. You can either keep doors open so that they could still join after the first call or the first two calls and post about, we're about to do our first call on so-and-so, or we've just finished our first call. This is what we, this is what we covered, or here are some takeaways from people, feedback, or if doors are closed and it doesn't make sense for people to carry on joining, you can still keep selling it for the next time you launch it. Like still keep talking about that offer. Still keep talking about your the fact that you're doing the calls or you're dropping another resource in or whatever's going on because that's still building momentum for the next time you launch it. So yeah. keep selling even when you finished. <laughs> I sell like this pretty much the same programs. And like, I'm like, I want to be known for this program. Like, yeah. When they say, or when they think of, you know, I, my, my main program is called Social Selling 101. So I'm like, when they hear social selling, I want them to think of me, right? So yeah, yeah. I do that all the time. And it, this is a prime example of like selling that the next day or whatever. Like I did, I was like, hey, I'm actually going to keep this car open for another few days if anybody right now is like really wants to do it. And I literally immediately had somebody message me and she's like, oh my God, I was so upset that I didn't end up joining yesterday and blah, blah. She's yeah. like, can I, I can, yeah, I can still join. I was like, yes, here's the link. And so, Amazing. yeah, so it yeah. fell through the finish line and then like continue on, continue talking yes. about it. If this is an offer you want to be known for, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I love that you always. said that. Yeah. Oh, I've learned so much from you today. I love your energy. Um, I love how you talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, I don't know, any other like words of wisdom around launching that you wanted to share today? I, for me, the main thing is just uh, like what, like I say, what will carry you through any launch is working on the mindset behind it first um, and the energy behind your launch. Strategy means nothing without being able to hold the strategy energetically. Like if you're wavering all over the place when you're launching, if you're, if you keep falling into fear and scarcity, which is okay, it, it will happen on your, you know, it will happen. It does. It, it It's natural. It's your brain trying to protect you. That's a whole other thing, but the, um, <laughs> but work on that. Like, 
just get curious with yourself when these feelings are coming up because they will when you're feeling fear around it when you're maybe feeling distraction even and you're trying to distract yourself to do other things instead of working on your launch just clock it notice it get curious like why am I actually feeling like this like what is this actually is this because I'm feeling scared to show up and have rejection like what is it and and work on that because when you're able to do that work, you can then hold the strategy and implement it to perfection and then keep on selling. That will carry through your business for life. Thank you so much for sharing that. Tell me how people can get in touch with you. Like what else do you have coming up either this year or you know into next year? I'd love for people to be able to work with you or get into your coaching containers. Yes. So um, you can find me on Instagram at victoriacharlotte.co, um, .co. Um, everyone always wants to put the com. Um, <laughs> um, so you can find me there. And I'm currently running a live group program, which is my effortless launch method. And we, I teach you everything I, I know about launching, um, how to the mindset and the energetics behind launching, but also the strategies to go with that. Um, so you can jump into that. That's running at the moment and you can jump in at any time for that. Um, but the sooner you jump in, you can join the live calls, which is obviously a huge bonus. Um, and yeah, I, and then, um, we, I've also got some one-to-one mentorship spots open as well. So you can find out all the information on my Instagram or send me a direct message, um, or yeah, anyone who's just listening today, come and say hello. Cause I love to connect with, with everyone and say, and, you know, have a conversation, say hello. <laughs> and t- you have a podcast. Don't forget your podcast. Yes, <laughs> I do. I have a new podcast. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I've got my podcast, the pink table, uh, podcast, which is currently on Spotify. Um, and we talk, it, it's a mixture of um, mindset and strategy episodes um, all around selling and launching for your business. So um, yeah, if you want to learn more about selling and and and, um, and the strategy and the mindset that goes behind that, then there's tons of um, tips on my podcast, The Pink Table. Great. I can't wait to listen. I'm super excited. Once again, I'm a big thank fan. You. I'm so happy you're thank here. You so, so thank much. you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've had a blast. Thank you, Alison. All right. Thanks everyone for listening and tune in next week. Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Coach Podcast today. A couple favors before you go. If you found this episode helpful, please take a screenshot and share it on Instagram. Most importantly, don't forget to tag me at Allison Henderson underscore coach. That's A-L-L-I-S-O-N Henderson underscore coach. And lastly, please take a minute to rate this episode and leave a raving review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you tune in to listen. Okay, ambition is great, but it's time to get to work. Take action and commit to being 1% better every day. Once again, thank you for tuning in and I will see you again next week.